0: Shamaya John. Shamaya John. It's lovely to be back in Aberystwyth with you. Wow it's lovely to have you here in uh, Aberystwyth which is sunny. I'm gonna say it's, it's incredibly sunny today isn't it it's, it actually feels like it actually feels like summer I know we've got the heaters on in this room full
1: blast but um but it does feel lovely doesn't it? It does it there's a there's a nice sort of spring crisp in the air but um yeah it's bright blue sky green hills just about to see the sea um yeah
0: and to be fair for those of you um that are listening to this you won't know that we're actually sat in one of the boxes in um Aberystwyth Town Football Club so we're looking out over the pitch we are the uh the holy turf the holy turf the holy turf which actually really isn't turf. No, is no, it. it's 4G. Yeah. I was going to say, it actually looks in remarkable condition, but, um, but it would do, wouldn't it?
1: It would do, because it's well maintained by the incredible staff and volunteers here who do it, it, an outstanding job of looking after it. It is. It's a nice ground, actually, really, isn't it? I, I quite like it. Fabulous ground. It's uh, UEFA-certified ground, so it's allowed to host European qualifiers. Uh, yeah, it's a, wow. good, it's a good ground.
0: And um, while we're here, obviously you're the chaplain, which is why we're here. Yes. Um, how um, how are things at Aberystwyth Town Football Club these days? Because it's not been an easy season, has it? It's
1: a it's a tough league. It's a tough league. The Welsh the Welsh Premier is a or well, the JD Cumberly Premier is a tough league. Um, there are some big teams in it now um, with considerable financial backing uh we pride ourselves on being a community club and don't have that big sort of financial backing um so staffed by volunteers many of the players that play are local um good connection with the university as well for scholarship programs and things so um performance wise on the pitch for the men's first team it's it's tough but um, had a good couple of results recently. Uh, the women's team again doing doing well. Good good few results there, on, on the back to back results. So um, it's good. It's, it's okay.
0: Women's football in um, uh, Wales is on the uppers,
1: isn't it? Well, it is. well, women's football generally, isn't it? It, it is. It is indeed. Uh, yes. So this weekend, just after we're recording this, uh, there was the uh, the Wrexham Ladies team. Um, just played their first competitive game at the Racecourse Stadium yeah. I believe it was their first competitive game um, so that was their last game of the season record-breaking crowd for a women's match in mm-hmm. Wales but also record-breaking crowd for an FAW arranged and managed fixture of 9,500 people Nine, nine and thousand five hundred eleven people yeah to watch wow. tier 2 yeah. as well it's not even like um, the women's Premier League yet. it's one below that so that that's pretty phenomenal so that was um, Wrexham versus Kay Connor yes, Connor's key it was yeah yes. and, and uh, the result went Wrexham's way um, which was good uh, so it meant they completed the perfect season 12 matches 12 wins there you go you see so if you're listening to this and thinking who
0: should I support clearly it's Wrexham of course. Of yeah, course. yeah.
1: Of and course. if you haven't watched the documentary, that will tell you why. What, Rexham E. N. E. Or the English version? The English one. Welcome to Rexham. Welcome to Rexham. The, it's on Disney+. Plus. So, um,
0: while we're on the subject, and um, I, I appreciate um, uh, this might feel like a bit of a tangent because I didn't warn you about this or anything, but I didn't think about it until right now. Okay. You are a chaplain here at Aberystwyth. What's what's it like to to, to actually be... Um, to have that voice in in, in a club like Aberystwyth Town?
1: Uh, It's a privilege and an honour. As the chaplain, you're here as a volunteer, you're here to serve the club and uh, serve at the club's pleasure. Makes it sound like some sort of American (laughs) role for the president. Her Majesty's Pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's right. The the James Bond of (laughs) Aberystwyth Town Football Club. Same initials, but that's where the similarities stop. Although I have worn a bow tie. Um, So, yeah, it's a privilege and it's an honour. Um, and I, I love football yeah. um, so that is also a bit of a win yeah, yeah. For, for me um, but yeah just being able to be around and support those connected with the club not just support the team on the pitch but be around to, to listen to some of the challenges that affect staff players um, coming alongside them during those challenging moments and just being sort of a listening ear a friend a pastoral support and someone who prays for the well-being of the club um, yeah, massive, massive honor. Um, I really enjoy it. and I'm very grateful that that God opened the door and a- allowed that um, possibility to become um, into fruition. Yeah, become real.
0: I, one of the things that that's um, just really a story from today, which um, spoke volumes to me. And obviously, giving no details because you don't want to uh, break any confidences or anything, but. Just as we were walking here into this room, yeah. first thing, guy walking a- a- across the ground, and, and he'd obviously had an accident over the weekend. And uh, um, uh, don't need to go into any details there. But it was just nice that, that you were able to walk up to him and say, oh, gosh, what's happened to you? And then offer help. And that's the privilege of this, isn't yeah. it? That we're able to to... In whatever community we're in, we're able just to reach out and say, "Well, if I can give you a lift anywhere, if I can do this, that, or the yeah. other, whatever you need, yeah,
1: I'm here for you." Yeah, hands and feet of Jesus. Very true, and that's exactly what Jesus would do. I don't know if he had a driving license, but he would. Um, he you would now, though. yeah, no, yeah. He, yeah. he would. He would. He would notice the people around him. Mm-hmm. He would speak to them, ask them how they're doing, engage with them, and then,
0: yeah. Okay, so, but, so he he would definitely have a driving licence, but would he have a bog-standard Skoda Scala? I, I'm saying that because that's my car.
1: Bog-standard.
0: Or would he have an Aston Martin DB7?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know, actually. I don't think he would need all the bells and the whistles. So, no. heart, you know, he's, yeah, Humble. Humble. Okay. Okay.
0: I still want an Arston Martin D B seven. Dear. I do. It's my dream car. I said to my wife, um, we are celebrating um our um our wedding anniversary today. ah There you go. Um I um I'm impressed with that actually because you just that just rolled off your tongue. And it's actually not as a as a as a Welsh learner it's not one of the easiest words just to let roll off oh, your it's tongue it's a great word though it is, yeah. it is. Loved, i love that word to be fair um but i once said to my wife that i was that i'd always wanted an aston martin db7 yes um and i said i think um one day i'm going to have one my next birthday she bought me a corgi aston martin db7 <laughs> <laughs> and she said now let it go there we go there we go <laughs> but there we are there we oh. are so we're carrying on our series um today um on um uh, loosely following cave time loosely i'm going am say, saying loosely um and uh, we're talking about um going to the wrong cave yes this week um do you want to just explain what that means before we start unpacking it. Yeah,
1: so the wrong cave. He's talking about where we might try and escape or hide in the wrong place, looking for the wrong uh, source, maybe um, trying to hide away from the problems, the challenges, Uh, looking for an escape plan rather than looking for a support plan, looking for a way not necessarily to tackle the problems head on, but it's definitely withdrawing from support, withdrawing from a place of healthy um, help uh, and going to, to somewhere that, that might not be ideal and he gives some examples uh, of people I'm assuming they're anonymised or the names have changed uh, of some people who did similar things so they experienced some challenges in their life and they went looking in the wrong places not for solutions but just for releases I suppose. So just just before we dig into it did you
0: find his ideas around going to the wrong cave
1: helpful for you personally? Uh, I think they're helpful in that they can articulate and demonstrate what the wrong cave looks like. I think for me the the metaphor about wrong cave, right cave, it all got a bit blurred because in one sense the chapter's talking about the wrong cave and then it comes to this point where how we can find God in, in the cave and I'm like, we're not finding God in the wrong cave here. Though God graciously finds us and Pursue actually does touch on that in the book but I think the ideas of, of what looking for, or what dealing with problems in the wrong way looks like was actually quite helpful um, yeah Okay. and um, on what, what let's have a chat about
0: what, um, uh, what the wrong cave looks like for, for us as, as individuals because I've got to be honest here um, I always thought as I grew up yeah um, I the, the kind of life would get less complicated and my decision-making would would just like gradually improve with wisdom over the years
1: you could just hover over your problems yeah
0: absolutely yeah yeah, yeah like dance through them in a kind of like a serene way and it's like almost with every situation it would just be easy to I, I don't know almost like ha- have the reference point from from previous in, from, from a previous point in my life yeah and say oh this all right this is this might not be the same situation but it's sufficiently close to it yes to be able to know how to handle yeah, it yeah. and I'm not really a hundred percent finding that to be true yeah I'm finding that life is still as complicated as as, as it has ever been um, <laughs> and I don't know whether this is just me Or not, but um, I always remember years ago. I've mentioned Alan before. Alan was my uh, mentor at one time, and he. um, I used to go and meet up with him. We'd we'd walk, we'd pray, we'd talk about life. And I had a big problem when I was younger with worry. I mean, I just worry about my own shadow in some ways. I was just. I used to worry about absolutely everything, and and I remember him saying to me. John, um, have you ever prayed about this situation before? I would say yes, I have. And did God answer your prayer? Well, yeah, I I, I suppose so. Well, did he? Did did the situation resolve itself? Yes, it did. Then you've lost the right to worry anymore. It was (laughs) quite almost like quite brutal. Yeah, and and that's. I think that's what you think life is going to be like, isn't it? That you're going to just be okay once you've. Kind of worked out the formula. Yeah, for yeah. For this situation, I can just apply that formula in the next situation, and I can boss it. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't seem to happen. Is that true for you as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah I think you're onto something there. I think there's that assumption, almost like a, <laughs> a computer p- computer game level, isn't it? Like I've leveled up. I've dealt yeah. with that. Right. I've, I can move on now. But we understand that's not really how life works. That actually mm. we don't just level up. Yes. There's growth and there's experience and there's we, we grow through that. We learn skills and learn wisdom and discernment and by God's grace, um, he helps us with that. But yes, I don't think we can ever just go, ah, yeah, I've made it and then be like, ah, oh, it's, it's all going to be peachy from here because it's not going to be peachy from here, but it's about coming up with plans, strategies, ways of, of coping, ways of analysing, dealing and you know discerning what we need to do properly. And each problem or each experience presents a new learning opportunity that doesn't have to necessarily be that we resort to worry or something similar
0: yeah um, is there any do you ha- have you got any examples of, of where you have struggled or, or, or something that maybe is a constant struggle for you that you're willing to share um, with the with the millions of people that are listening to this podcast,
1: yeah, yeah, I could give some tips for their ten, ten listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for, the ten, for the ten listeners, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I think um, I think it's possibly linked to worry. I, I would say I, I, I do tend to err on the side of worry. Um, but my one of the challenges is probably I worry too much or think too much about what other people think. No, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I can overthink my decision sometimes or think, oh, if I do this, what will other people think? If I don't do this, what will other people think? If I if I write this, what will people say about me? If I don't write this, what will they say about me? And I, I think I was once given some advice and along the lines of um, people don't think about you as much as you think they think about you. And I was like, that's a thinker, that's a thinker, that one, what a tongue twister. But people don't think yeah. about you as much as you think they do, basically, yeah. And, and I don't I, I don't approach other people's I don't analyze ev- other people's you know texts or other people's actions or behaviors anywhere near as much as I think people are going to analyze mine so therefore I'm right there, there's there's proof in the pudding there I don't think about other people as much as <laughs> as I as I think other people think about me so it's kind of like a bit of a come on get over yourself there but it's still a, a bit of a battle if I'm honest on the
0: back of that one, I yeah. have a little bit of a paranoia issue.
1: Oh, yeah?
0: Um, and I think I might have shared this with you before. Not on, not on the podcast, but I
1: think I have said it It's not paranoia you. if they're really thinking about you, though. Oh, no. <laughs> See, that just screws my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well.
0: <laughs> but, so, um, I have an iPhone and I use WhatsApp. Yes. On b- both of those things mean that I can tell... When somebody has read one of my messages, ah, and then if they don't respond,
1: yeah, that really, really does the it, fatality of the blue ticks. I yeah, it so. just yeah. like messes yeah. me up, and yeah. I just think
0: in, especially if I've asked that person how they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and I and I kind of just think, and in my head, I will rationalize they could, they could be in the car on a long journey. They could be in a meeting. They could be experiencing a crisis in their own lives, which means they can't just stop and re- reply to a text message. They could Any number of things could be yeah. happening. Yeah. But I think you've read my message and now you've not responded to it, especially if it goes
1: to like a day or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're ghosting me now. Are they, that's the point. Are they ghosting but That's kind me? of like a bit of catastrophizing, isn't it? You're kind of going to the... Extreme end of what this could mean or this could be. Yeah, I'm saying this because I do exactly the same thing. But it's you've you've owned up to it first, so now I can just that's
0: right. Now I can just poke the bear and uh, laugh. We'll give you therapy instead of yeah, yeah. But I I, yeah, I think for me, I I do that. So what that that whole notion of what people think of of you, worrying about what people think of you when they're probably not thinking about you at that time anyway.
1: Um, is something that I share yeah I think it's something I know that I, I know I've got as a challenge which is good because if I know I've got it I can start to address it and deal with it but I don't think it's ever something I'm going to master but I think it's unless God like supernaturally and divinely intervenes but I think sometimes actually God uses these moments to teach us about reliance yeah. upon him rather than about ourselves and it's about where do we run with that, that problem of thinking too much about what other people might think about me Um,
0: I'm gonna share something which I I think I have learned over the years yeah Um, I used to think I had a relatively addictive personality I used I I'm I'm not entirely sure there is such a thing as an addictive personality anymore but that might be me being. I've got a psychologist. Bit. I'm not going to no, speak no, into No, no. But that. Yeah. but the reality is that we are all. I think we're all susceptible to addictions. And, yes. Uh, and I have been. I have been susceptible to addictions over the years. Um, so, um, back um, a decade or so ago, I found myself coming home from work every day, and the very first thing I would do was go to the fridge, get a bottle of beer, crack it open, and drink a bottle of beer like literally every night yeah every time I came in from work I, I, I would crack open a bottle of beer and um, somebody I was sharing it with somebody back then so this is we're talk about a decade ago now and they said to me do you think you might have a there might be a bit of an issue underlying this I'm not calling you an alcoholic or anything but yeah do you think is there a dependency issue here yeah um, and uh, so I started to to um to pray about that and, and and with the friend as well i was praying about it and we both felt that, that, that god was saying do you know what actually i want you to come to me for comfort rather than go into the bottle of beer for comfort yeah um scroll forward a few years yeah and uh, i and i'm gonna stop i'm gonna make myself sound like mark drakeford now um i started to get a bit of a cheese Addiction. Do you remember when he came out and said, I don't <laughs> quite like cheese. Um, and, uh, and so I would end up going and getting, like, if I was just feeling a bit rubbish, I'd go, "I open the fridge and, and cut yeah. a chunk of cheese off. And it was, it, it, you know.
1: Would so, you do it would you, uh, carefully?
0: <laughs> <You're> carefully. <laughs> oh, carefully. damn. Sorry, damn. It too easy. It, it was. It was too easy. Um, so, um, I... And both times I prayed about about this, this this thing and I know that in some ways this is this sounds a bit trivial but um there have been other deep-seated um, dictions as well uh, which I'm not going to share with you because I don't want to yeah um, but um um praying about God to remove the stuff' it's like you're saying you, you may never master the, yeah. um, the the paranoia that you have which you didn't admit to but I admitted to it Anyway, yeah. moving on. Uh, but the point being there, right, is God never, ever removed um, those addictions. He has never, ever removed an addiction really quickly for me. I just think, uh, I pray about it, and yeah. I expect it to go like that. Yes. And um, one of the things I've learned over the years is sometimes to remove the, the addiction instantly would take the opportunity away from God and us to yeah. deal with what the underlying cause of that addiction actually
1: is. Yes, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily follow just with addictions, does it? As in, it's not exclusive or unique just to addictions. No, <laughs> no, it's not. So that could be with other challenges and other problems yeah. as well that yes. we face or, or we we deal with internally.
0: It actually could apply to all brokenness in our lives, couldn't uh, it? Whatever. Yeah. However that displays <clears throat> itself. Yeah. I think my point here is that. Um, that even though we are sometimes going to the wrong cave yep. um and maybe in those moments when we realize we're going to the wrong cave and then we go back to god and say help yes he's always going after our heart in it isn't he and it's yeah. about the healing of our heart yep. more than the removal of the wrong cave yeah. or the wrong behavior or the addiction or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, it's about the yeah the healing of our of the heart. Yeah, I think just as you were talking, um, and, and there's no judgment in this statement. I was just thinking about not necessarily the cave metaphor, but similar things like, so if you're, I think it's because you were talking about beer. But if you're if you're thirsty, um, you can either go for the for water, mm. which quenches your thirst. It's good for your your body, or you could drink something else, tea, coke. Pepsi both are available um, max yeah um, beer etc cetera, etc cetera, juice whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but actually a lot of those other things they contain sugar and caffeine and they're not I'm not dismissing one or dissing one type of drink what I'm saying is actually water is is pure it's good for you it's what our body's made of it's what we need it's actually going to nourish us sustain us um, and it's like that's that's the one you go for that's the ideal. That's the optimum. All the others, there might be some helpful things in them, but mm. they're not necessarily going to be the long-term solution for hydration. Does that does that make sense? It really does,
0: um, and I think, um, yeah. So, so when you are drinking water, it's just pure goodness going into you. It's, yeah, it's pure. It's 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 everything you need. But when you're drinking a cup of tea, which yeah. I drink a lot of, tea Standard. and coffee, I drink. Yeah. A lot of. Um, I'm taking caffeine in. I'm yeah. taking with tea. I'm taking tanning in, so it's going to discolor my teeth and all sorts of stuff like that. That's so why um, you've got a wonderful like tanned complexion. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I've never been outside and yet I look tanned. It's all that tea <laughs> I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> tea I'm washing in. The big beans. Um, but yeah, so so it's it's about substitutes are. Exactly that, aren't they? Yes, They're just yes. they are
1: substitutes. That's the reality of it. And I think that's what Jeffrey Voth is trying to get at in Jeffrey. Uh, well, because last time we discussed how Jeffrey Voth, um, how I think that's what he's kind of hinting at, and maybe um, just the way I read it, it, it got yeah. a bit confused. But yes, it's like, hang on a minute, going to the the wrong place. For the wrong solutions, or you go to the right place—not necessarily the easy place. Mm. Like he's talking about the wrong cave, and he's also talking about the right cave where God is. I guess what we're what we're saying is we want to go to the source to deal with those issues. Doesn't guarantee instant success or instant solution, but it's still the right place to yeah, be. Yeah.
0: And I guess all of that—that that does feel—that does lead back, doesn't it? To I mean, you're a you're a church leader. You're um, a um, football club chaplain um, I, I um, am a chaplain up in RGC um, beautiful North Wales and also we're both involved with um, other stuff uh, epic dads for yourself a CVM Cymru for us um, well, all of this is about once where I'm going with this is all of this is about leading people to Jesus yes that actually, Jesus is the water. He, yeah, the water of is, life. Yeah, he is that, isn't he? Um, he's not a substitute. No. Yes. Th- that, you know, Very good. So, so I guess, to, thank you. Um, well, he, he
1: is a substitute, but that's another that's another theological <laughs> yeah, moment there. That's
0: right. We're going to get into our mixed <laughs> he's metaphors the substitute. Again. Here we are. <laughs> um, but the reality is, is, is about. I guess where we want to go with this particular episode is, how do we help ourselves and therefore also helping our listeners to distinguish between what the wrong cave is and what the right cave is what the wrong substitute is and the right substitute and all sorts of stuff like that um the the reality is that, that that um um jesus is always the answer
1: yes jesus is the is the source is the water of life what he says to the in john 4 with the samaritan woman who's gone going to the well for water he says um i will give you water um for which you'll ne- well i'll quench your thirst if you drink from me you'll never be thirsty again and he's using the metaphor of the water at the well but you're right it's that coming to him for that real source of life mm-hmm. that real solution that real thirst quencher that real Satisfier of hunger It also talks about being the bread of life In in the Gospel of John as well Is actually, yes, Jesus is the answer Not just in Sunday school Jesus is the answer, literally
0: It's interesting, isn't it How you talk about the water of life And clearly water is pure Yes It's everything we need And then you talk about Jesus being the bread of life Yeah And Bread isn't altogether great for you, is it? That's an interesting one.
1: I guess bread in that context was the staple food, wasn't it? It was. It's linked back to manna in the desert, which was also It was, he's
0: not talking about a tiger loaf either, is he, to Ooh, be fair? Yeah, no, true. I <laughs> do like a tiger Gluten-free, loaf. free I don't know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so you, right, we're talking about going to Jesus, that's... That's fantastic. You're talking about not going to the wrong cave. Yep. That's fantastic. Um, how do we, how do we as, as men, women and children, whatever we are who's listening to this, because I'm, I'm aware that it's, 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 it's a varied audience, how do we, um, how do we start making that, those right
1: choices? How does that work for you? Uh, I would say having the right people around you, having people that would be willing to ask uh, difficult questions or point out perhaps when things aren't quite right because we don't always notice it in ourselves, do we? Um, it takes some time. Well, sometimes yes. There's there's revelation from God. There's sometimes that moment of that light bulb moment, like you were just saying about the the fridge and the beer. It's like oh, hang on a minute. There's something. You know, there's an unhealthy pattern of behavior mm. here. But I think for me, yeah, it's having someone else that's willing to ask the, the, the difficult questions to sort of encourage a bit of self-reflection, an honest self-reflection. So therefore that requires giving permission to someone you trust to ask those questions. Um, you know, maybe the word accountability can come up here as that kind of like that person to ask those, those tough questions. Or someone you're willing to be honest with as well there's no point having someone asking the tough questions if you're going to just dismiss them because then it's not going to help is it so, but it might sow a seed that then actually creates that ah uh, yeah that internal dialogue where you then come to realise there isn't something quite right here <laughs> so you're talking more about covenant relationships aren't you yeah yeah. I know that's not a phrase we use like every day I'm but deep but... honest either friendship mentoring type relationship yeah
0: Almost making a promise to to the other person you're never going to,
1: or not intentionally, lie to them. Yeah. It's, it's about that mutual agreement that you'll be honest with each other. So do you remember the Harry Enfield show? Yes. From a few years ago. Um,
0: and he, he had the... Because uh, he did lots of different characters in it, he did. didn't he? And he always did the one uh, where he was trying to prove a lie to be true and he'd always finish it off with going must be true fat bloke down the pub told me do you remember that one i
1: don't remember I don't that? Remember. One. i remember kevin and perry but i don't remember that
0: one <laughs> you know but it always it must be true and you knew the minute he said must be true
1: <laughs> fat bloke down the pub told me you knew it wasn't true it but, must be true it's on the internet or it must be true it's on yeah, wikipedia uh, yeah, yeah but
0: yeah. what i'm saying is is we're not talking about when you talk about having a good but good group of people people around us, we're not talking about just, you know, a bunch of friends that you might go to the pub with, although they may be that. Yeah. But we're talking about... What I'm trying to get tease out here is that we're talking about a, a deeper, committed, accountable friendship yeah. with people that is built over time. Yes, so, this, so this is not going to be... You know, if, if, if anyone's listening to this today and going, well, I don't have this, I'm going to pop along to my church next Sunday and make sure I get this sorted. It's not like that, is it? It's, no. it's built over time. It's built on trust. Yeah. And it's built with a real sense of um, commitment to, I will not intentionally lie to you.
1: Yeah. I've, there's a there's a weird phrase that's coming to my mind and I'm pretty sure it's a real saying or, or when's the best time to plant a tree It's yesterday or something like that the idea being that you, it, you can't rush it when's the best time to start yeah. having that, that that mentoring that honest friendship that, that community around you probably yesterday but because it does take time to develop yeah, yeah, it takes yeah. time to grow yes. so start ASAP like and then yeah just see where it goes and I think the more honest you are it doesn't necessarily make it easier but it might accelerate how beneficial friendship yeah is yeah because the more honest you are the more vulnerable you are the ro- more opportunity there is then to for truth to be spoken into that and help and support to come into that as well
0: yes so if this is going to take a bit of time yeah what about now what 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 happens now while while we are building those good relationships that are going to just take time to build up and and, and ultimately help yeah what what happens about today, tomorrow, the next day? I'm really struggling with my life right now. I'm sorry to hear that, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I don't know why I'm laughing at that because, but uh, yeah, I I think one of the things that we have also got to remember in this is that we actually do have that friend. Yeah, right this isn't now this is this isn't just in, a
1: self-help mantra. No, this is real like real life support transformation change is possible through (laughs) the presence of the power of god in our lives like we talked about the source like let's let's bring it to the source even if we don't have those people bring it to the source i'm sure god would actually start to put people in your life or maybe even highlight people in your life that could be that support network in addition to him but also bring it to him
0: See, I love the fact that you brought up the woman at the well because the woman at the well is at the well doing her daily routine yes and when Jesus arrives I am presuming I, I, I may be making an assumption I haven't got the right to make but I am presuming that her life might have been in a bit of a mess on that day she might not have had the people around yeah. her that yeah. can help her get a better place certainly her life wasn't where it should be at yep. that moment in time because she didn't know Jesus before that moment so if we don't know Jesus yeah then that's 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 you know but Jesus comes and then she's able to run into the village and say I have met the Messiah I have met the one that God has always promised you yep. have told me everything that's happened in my life yes and Come and see him. And it's almost like, you know, she would have been in the same situation as any one of us, that mm. needing people around her that can keep her true and keep her strong and keep her on the right path. Yeah. But actually, in that moment, she had, she, she had that encounter with Jesus and that
1: was everything she needed in that moment anyway. Yes, yes. And I, and I think that's, that's really important and really key, isn't it? That in that moment, she was someone without that group without that community she was at the world at the wrong time of day all, all sorts of things yeah. you can read into that but that demonstrates that her backstory is one of of a slightly shunned mm. chaotic life where she probably wasn't welcome as part of the community where she would made some interesting choices in her life that weren't ideal and weren't supported and recommended and yes she encounters Jesus and then her first response to that is she runs to tell the town the community I've met the one who told me everything I ever did so immediately she's fessing up to the bad choices she's made but she hasn't been condemned by jesus and she's not doing it in a woe is me but in her honest vulnerability with that group of people in the town that's what was the accelerator there as well as the presence and the power of of jesus it's because she was honest and she was vulnerable with everybody else isn't that what made her a great evangelist if you like Mm -hmm. that's what made her great because she was honest and vulnerable she was real yeah yeah she was and it comes back to that if we want to have real support real friendships real depth we need to be real indeed and that needs to be our lives Needs to be rooted in the one the only one that is real <laughs> and that is yeah, that yeah. is jesus himself yeah but i love the fact
0: that we're talking about a woman who needed maybe what loads of people who listen to this are needing right now and was no closer to getting what they needed in terms of that community around her. Yeah, And yet it didn't need to stop her coming to the right place because she met Jesus and Jesus was... I love the fact that God can be everything that we need him to be, everything that he would want us to have Um, via the people around us he can make up for the deficit in a season when we haven't got everything else that we need yes and uh, he is everything to us all the time anyway but but he there are moments where if we don't know what the solution is we don't know who the people are that are going to be around us to help us we don't need to worry about that today because he can make up for all of that deficit in a really miraculous, intimate way in our, our lives yes. until we find
1: the people that he has always chosen to be around us. Very true. I mean, He's, he's always gonna be the only one that can make up for the deficit. You're totally right. He's able to meet us in that deficit, deal with that deficit, but also, yes, provide the, the extra support and the solution. That's the purpose of church. That's the purpose of God-given community, isn't it? To encourage, to sharpen, to strengthen one another, but also, To celebrate God to be encouraged by the goodness of God together and that's what happens with um, David in the cave and stuff later on bringing it back round but um, yeah yeah you're right yeah absolutely absolutely Uh, yeah I love this so I just looked up this is what happens to the the woman at the well John chapter 4 it says many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony he told me I've ever he told me everything I've ever done and it's that honest that vulnerability you know what this, this this is this is who Jesus is. This is who I was, but I found Jesus, um, and yeah, many many came to believe. Brilliant. It is an incredible
0: gift of a story for us, isn't it? It is, you yeah. Um, and I, I've got something from from the actual book Cave Town that I want to share in a second. But uh, while we're here, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit challenged by the fact that um, we were talking, weren't we, just before uh, before we came on air, um, that I, I was struggling. Struggling is probably a strong word, but it's not actually a bad word either. Just in terms of daily spiritual yep. disciplines that keep me in a place where I'm able to um, stay close to God, Yes. Um, feel the um, the intimacy of Jesus in my day-to-day life, walk the narrow path and I think I, I said to you didn't I, that some days I feel like picking the Bible up is like the most natural thing to do yeah and then the next day picking it up is like trying to pick a lead waiter it's like the world's strongest man you know those atlas stones and i'm trying <laughs> to pick that up and that's, that's just my yeah, bible yeah. you know yeah and, and i just think um and I, this always happens to me like we you know we're together here now and and or, or if i'm in a uh the the, the life group at, at my church or or even on sunday morning and somebody has has got really enthusiastic about the word about story yeah and, and you say well, do you know what, the bible is the biggest gift Yeah. The physical gift that we have in our hands. There's there's, there's nothing like it at all. And it's got something to say about every part of life. And yet, decades into my life following Jesus, I am still struggling with that discipline of daily, picking it up and reading it. And I'm just being honest, you know, Uh, lead a ministry here in Wales and still struggle with it. I, I, I think it doesn't help anyone to make out that that we are able to do this easily
1: but it's like what we were saying before isn't it we never get to that point where it's like yeah bossing it i've made it i've leveled up as it were it's it's a discipline so some days it is hard we have to be disciplined absolutely um, but it's necessary
0: so what do you do then uh, in those days when you you feel like you can't pick up the bible how do you get around that do you are you comfortable with the fact that some days you're not going to read it or do you find something else, some other way of connecting mm. with Jesus? Because following Jesus should, needs to be really a daily activity, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it, it does need to be daily. Um, am I comfortable with, with not doing it every day? Probably not, but that doesn't mean I find it easy every day. And it doesn't mean I do it every day. I definitely would do it more days than not. Um and what helps me with that? Did you ask that question, or am I just making? No, it No, but up? it's a
0: good question. Yeah. to, to yeah, yeah, I did yeah. ask that actually. To be fair. So
1: yeah, so I have got a good, uh, a good friend, um, and we made a pledge. Or well, I asked. I, I was in the summer last year. I was aware that I wasn't in a healthy rhythm, if I can put yeah. it like that, of reading the Bible every day. Distractions, business of life, excuses um you know I could probably come up with 365 excuses if I needed to one for every day it wasn't that bad um and so I just said to this friend look I need to get better and I was finding reading the bible through my phone and using the bible app and the plans on the bible app as good as they are I was finding them a bit of a distraction because the moment I pick up my phone there's a million other things I could do on it so I would pick it up with the best of intentions. I would start reading the Bible, but then very quickly you then come to to do other things. So what I discovered was, whilst I still use the Bible app and I still use Bible plans, that's not my primary go-to every morning, every day way of doing it. So I'm working through a a Bible devotional book with a a friend. So we each read it every day. Uh, And then again, every day is it every day most days yeah. and then we just share a minute to a minute and a half whatsapp voice note with each other on what nice. we think about what we've read um and so then we might chuck in there little bits of encouragement a challenge a prayer need so we we have that and i would say probably six days out of seven we, we do that every day and so there's even if there's a day where i haven't done it there's a note on my phone from my friend so i'm It's given me a bit of a kick up the bum. It's given me a bit of encouragement. And it's given, and then I do the same for him. And so because I'm not doing it because I think, oh, if I don't do it, what would he think? I'm doing it because I value that friendship and I value that mutual support we have for each other. And therefore, I'm feeling encouraged and I'm feeling like I want to get into the word more, to read the Bible more, and then share what God is speaking to me or what I'm finding hard about that passage, whichever. It's
0: back to that accountability yeah, again yeah. isn't it? in the friendship it's yeah. like um there's no part of life we're talking about this but there is no real part of life where you can do it on your own is Correct. there every part of life even where it just comes down to um oh, i don't know the day-to-day tasks of yeah. life are easier to do when you've got other people yeah. rooting for you um my uh, my confession was um the, the Bible app on the phone is um, I once set that up with all good intentions, even a loud notification so it would remind me when I hadn't read one. Yeah. In the end I just turned the notifications off. They were too my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I turned the <laughs> so, of notifications so, off. So so th- th- the reality is the app is not sufficient accountability for me to carry on because I don't there's no one there. There's no one mm. there's no one who mm. is cheering me on. It's just a yep. uh, it's a sterile notification that you haven't read your chapters for the day. Yes. Um, so, But you can
1: read plans with friends as well through the app. So that might yeah. be another way of doing it, is yes. that yeah, c- yeah. mutual encouragement and so mutual challenge so you know that you're both doing it together. Yeah, yeah, that totally. that's, could be another way of, yeah, no, that, of doing that, it. That, that's, that's, but just for me personally, my easily distracted by shiny technology yeah, yeah. is I was aware that I needed to get back to a paper Bible and a physical book. So sure. I didn't even want a Kindle version because, again, I Would be distracted, so I I deliberately bought a devotion, devotional reading book that was paper-based, and then use a paper-based Bible to read with it.
0: One of the things that's analog, (laughs) analog, yeah, yeah, back in the day. Um, One of the things that really um, uh, surprised me fairly recently. Surprise? (laughs) Sorry,
1: it's so tempting. I couldn't, I couldn't.
0: (laughs) One of the things that surprised me recently, uh, it, you know, and it really did, because I was like, again, it's like I'm going back to this thing that I, you know I've been following Jesus for so many years now. I think I should be able to boss this now, but it doesn't work that way. Um, I started to question what my motivation was for for that um, daily yeah. reading the Bible, daily praying that you know, in old money quiet time kind of <laughs> idea, yeah. you know. Um, and I, and I was slightly surprised at, at how tricky it was to answer what my motivation for it was. Okay. So, what's your motivation?
1: As to why I do it every day. Yeah. Um, I guess there are two two motivations in some ways, possibly three now. So, the the first and primary motivation is God asks us to. <laughs> doesn't it it's a good like, That's a good like one. yeah you, you we talked again briefly didn't we, about jesus being the bread of life but jesus there's there's the moment where jesus quotes the old testament and he says man does not live by bread alone but by every word and are you that assuming that, the mouth of god? that
0: because it says man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god yeah are you are you making the presumption that that what actually is being asked of you there is that every day you you read his word every day. You is that is that because every day we eat? Is that yep. what you're saying?
1: Yes, it's linked to that. I'm saying, I, I mean, Jesus is a bit more nuanced than that. He's not specifically saying read the Bible in in that exact word in that exact sentence. But what he is saying, actually, we need the word of God to live. Yep. Yeah, and so the word of God is both. Jesus and the written words. There's all sorts of other ways. It's so a hunger after the, the word of God. God yeah, yeah. And, and if you hunger it's, after it, it's a hunger you're gonna, as well.
0: You're yeah. going to access it, or you're going to connect with yeah. Jesus, who is yeah. the ultimate word. Yeah. Every time you feel hungry, mm-hmm. aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. And so that's okay. That's yeah. your first so one. So yeah, the you Bible. The Bible teaches it. Uh, yeah, but, God. God asks it. That's that's the first one. Yeah. Uh, what was the second one? Can't remember now. <laughs> But it, it, well it's necessary I, it's not just a command him. but it, but it's, it's necessary in as yeah. much as it's valuable in yeah. in being the best me I can be in yeah. terms of yeah, yeah. honouring what God has done for me through the sacrifice of Jesus actually because I have a relationship and a friendship with him I want to be the best me I want to fulfil the good works that the Bible tells me that God has prepared for me and so to do that I need to be in relationship with him in connection with him and so, reading the Bible, I don't just do it because he tells me to. I do it because I recognize the value in it and I want to be yeah. the best me I can be for him. Very good. The third one? Well, now cause I'm reading it with a friend, it's about competitive, yeah. isn't it? You don't want to be left behind. It's competitive. <laughs> well, it is. But again, yeah. that's the, there's a competitive drive within yeah. me and my personality yeah. type. And some ways, that's like the, the Bible app when it used to, again, not just notifications, you, you could track how many days you've opened it for and read it for, but you can you Know, yeah. like the Duolingo days in a row kind of thing again, that's a bit of a, a driver for some people that are competitive. She calls herself Lily as
0: well, Duolingo. You know, it's, you get that little notification, oh, yeah, it's Lily, you haven't done your Welsh today, and it's like she was doing my head in with that. So I turned that notification off as well. I don't like being told what to do. I actually, all joking aside, I still don't like being told what to do. So, why do you read the Bible then? God tells me to. No. Um, well, exactly. Well, that's why I asked that question. <laughs> you, that's why you I don't read it. You set me up. <laughs> no. Um, so for me, um, th- th- I thought the motivation was going to be quite easily. Yeah. it is something that God tells me I need to do. And therefore, I do it. And yet, um, it, that had all become, I think, uh, that had all become... Um, weirdly mixed in with this soup of yeah i'm going to say religiosity where it was just like you go to church each week because that's what you do as a christian you read your bible every day because that's what you do as a christian and none of that was holding water anymore for me and i think it was i think it's because uh, me and my wife had been through a, a number of s- situations and, and it's like yeah you know, life isn't as easy as it once was, um, and I asked God to give me the motivation back and and, and help me to understand what the motivation really was. And uh, the furthest I've got with that, even to this point now, is that. Um, and again, I'm, uh, this is going to sound a bit cliche in some ways, but um, that the Bible is a, it, it, it is the ultimate manual for life. Yeah. And um, I have. A, um, a history of my personality is I pick up books for a reason. I don't just pick up books to read. I wish I was that kind of reader, yeah. Where I could just say, okay, I'm not going to watch TV tonight. I'm going to just sit and read, Great Expectations or something like that. Yeah, Jack Reacher is what I'm reading at the moment. Actually, <laughs> struggling with that as well, to be fair. But um, um, but I. I did so actually I can't I can't live my life for Jesus if I don't know how he lived his life I can't live my life for for Jesus if I don't know really what he says about life yeah. or if I start forgetting what he said about life I can't help anyone in a way that Jesus would help anyone if I don't know how he helped others yes and it just made me realize actually this is a reference book the reference books typically aren't something you get really excited about they're normally it's the, books, the blueprint though isn't it but this it is, is the blueprint and it's and i think that that's where i then started to realize actually i do need to i do need to and i don't do it every day even now i don't do it every day i i do it um um i i actually felt that sense of relief when you said i don't i don't do it every day, but. Uh, then then that relief kind of diminished a bit when you said maybe six out of seven days that's quite high actually Um, but whatever number of days in a week we do it it's about connecting with with the manual for life isn't it and and just be you know and that's the that's the ultimate cave that we run to is God's word yes yes it's that's the place we go and we you know whether we we've got a favourite seat in the house or we've got a man shed or whatever. That doesn't matter. At the end of the day. That. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think yeah, and I, you know, I don't want to excuse. I don't want to give people an excuse to not do it. But if you're not currently doing it, don't feel overwhelmed by how many days of the week John and I are talking about doing it. It's not a badge of, of honour. It's like oh, I'm doing it at six or seven or whatever. If you're not reading it at all, just start with one day. Just yeah. just just start today. Start now. Even if you don't then read it again for another six days, not ideal, but it's still something. Don't, don't say, oh, well, I didn't read it yesterday, so I don't need to today. Actually, you know what? Every day is a new opportunity. And if you can't find a rhythm that doesn't work for you based on, even you know, if you're not a morning person, don't worry about it. If you're not an evening person, don't worry about it. Find a rhythm that works for you. And probably everyone has at least one meal a day. If nothing else, maybe use that one meal time a day just open the Bible and start with somewhere start with a verse or two we've
0: been talking a long time now Um, so I think we need to start wrapping up
1: so long we need a comfort break
0: yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, but and I was going to go to a quote in cave time but I I, can I share something else that I shared with you earlier yes you can one of my whatsapp messages because I think that this might be a really good way and then get your thoughts and then we'll We'll let our good listeners get on with the rest of their lives. Um, I, um, I um, WhatsApp messaged um, one of my church leaders um, this month, actually. It's this month. But it was something which I had um, I, I'd been reading, and I realised um, the power of it in that moment. So all I said was, and I'm reading this as I sent it to him, Hey Anthony, sometimes I realise just how far I live from the life that Jesus offers. It's almost embarrassing. I put a nice little winking emoji yeah, yeah. there. Earlier I was reading Philippians 4 verse 6 in Babel.net. Now for those of you who don't know what Babel.net is, it's the Welsh Bible version online. Um, and I wanted to share this with you. Paid gadael i ddim don't let anything bother you. In brackets I wrote, I'm more likely to let everything <laughs> bother me. Yep, very honest. Gweddiuch a Govin i and bopeth anoch a angen. Pray and ask God for everything you need. And then in brackets I wrote, Even with this, I am still a bit selective with what I ask and not as dependent on him as I need to be. Abyddach and the ddiolchgar bob amser and always be grateful. And then in brackets, and again, always grateful, not sure how consistently that one works out for me either in reality. I feel like God is shouting out to me in this season But here's the thing um, that I think um, is the point of all of this. I wrote this. I'm going to be staying in this verse for the rest of my life. And I think using uh, everything, anything and always as my own personal three words. So not letting um, anything bother me. I ask for everything that I need and always being grateful for me. That's it. Anything, everything and always.
1: Yeah. That's
0: where I'm at. It's a mic drop moment, surely. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next month.